Merry Christmas, everybody. It is such a blessing. We get this, what, once every six years, we get Christmas on a Sunday. It's such a blessing to be able to share this day with our church family, to worship together. Let's all stand. Let's begin in worship. Let's sing. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Welcome to Rosebar this morning. So glad to see you all here this morning. Uh, for our visitors, we welcome you to our services this morning. Um, for the ones that love this cold and the snow and everything, your services are on the parking lot. So if you want to go ahead and move on back there and just stay back there for the services, that'd be great. The rest of you can stay here where it's nice and warm because we like warm. Um, but uh, we do welcome you this morning. Glad to have you here this morning. Um, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, I'm so excited to be here with my family because um, you guys are my family, and it's so wonderful to be here to celebrate the birth of Christ with you. This month, our focus verse is Isaiah 9-6, and it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, 
and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And I hope this morning as we, as we come and we worship that you truly realize what this day, what we, you know, this may not be the exact day that Christ was born, but as we celebrate this day of Christ's birth, I hope and pray that that's what your main focus is as we come and worship here together. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for allowing us to come and gather together as a family. I thank you, Father, for this verse. Run to us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Father, we thank you so much for that child that you sent. Father, as, as not only as an example for us to live our lives by, but Father, also to take away our sins. None of us can live up to your expectations, Father, but through Christ we can. And Father, I thank you for the opportunity to, to, for Christ to come into our lives, Father, and, and to live our lives through him. Father, may we, may we be an example as we go out into this world, Father, of what the world should see as a Christian. None of us are perfect, Father, we're, we're, we may fail, but Father, we ask for your assistance, your guidance, your love, your mercy, and your grace, Father, as we, as we go through this world. Again, Father, thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. This next song we're going to sing, Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. You know, I've, I've got, you got to think about how the Israelites were before Jesus came. They were, they were waiting for that Savior. The, the prophets had told them um, that he, the Messiah was coming, that he was going to ransom captive Israel. And they longed for the day for the Messiah to come. And as believers, we know that he came. So we have hope. We No longer uh, do we have to look at this world and, and, and be depressed or uh, be overwhelmed by the darkness. We can look to Jesus and we can have hope and we can have joy. And that's what this season is all about. So as we sing these songs, let's, let's be happy. Let's all stand. Let's worship. Let's sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
Forevermore 
starry skies This baby born for sacrifice Christ the Messiah Into our hopes, into our fears The Savior of the world appears The promise of eternal years Christ the Messiah And He shall reign forevermore Forevermore And He shall reign forevermore Forevermore Unto us a child is born The King of kings and Lord of lords
Let us bow. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord, that we observe and we celebrate the birth of Christ, the most important gift to us all as believers. Lord, thank you for your Son, the love that you show us through your Son, the life that he lived to be an example for us in how you want us to exist in this world, how you want us to love on those around us, Lord, how you want us to witness to the lost those that don't know you, Lord, and how you want to draw us closer to you each and every day. Thank you for the salvation that you grant us freely, Lord, that we do not deserve, but you love us that much, and you knew from the beginning, Lord, that we would fall, and you made a way. We praise you today. We honor you. We lift up our voices to worship you, Lord. I pray for Brother Justin as he stands before your people and opens up your word. I pray for the message that our hearts would be soft, our ears would be open, and we're ready to know a little bit more about you. Thank you for your love again, your grace, and your mercy. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to John chapter 1, and we'll begin reading in verse 1 in just a moment, John chapter 1, verse 1. As you're turning there, I do want to wish each of you a Merry Christmas, um, and thank you, each of you, for being here, friends and family, means the world to us that you're willing to come and worship with us. I know some are joining your family, that's such a special time to worship with family on Christmas. Um, as we worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we celebrate Christmas, the day that we celebrate that he was born, uh, and what that means for us as believers. So thank you for being here this day. Merry Christmas to each of you. I also want to remind you 
those from Rosebar, I want to remind you that next week, by January the 1st, we're asking you to do two things. We're asking you to find a discipleship partner, find someone of the same gender, um, and that you're going to be a prayer partners with, you're going to be accountability partners, you're going to be sharing prayer concerns, and so find a discipleship partner, and when you do, sign up on the list on the bulletin board so that we know that you got one. If you don't have one, you'd like for us to help you find one, sign up on the bulletin board, and we can do that as well. Just put your name, and we will help you find one. Second thing that you'll need to do is download the YouVersion Bible app on your phone so that I'm going to send you a link for our reading plan for 2023, which will start Monday, January the 2nd, all right? 50 of you have already signed up for that, um, and so don't forget, download the app, and you'll be prepared for January in 2023. We're excited about what's to come, all right? So now, just for a moment, I want us to look at the promise that is fulfilled at Christmas in Jesus. You see, there are many in this world today who love Christmas. <laughs> they love celebrating Christmas, and they're okay talking about Jesus and celebrating Jesus as long as you don't define who He truly is. There are many today that admire Jesus. They admire Him for who He was and who He is. They appreciate Him. They remember Him from the stories, from the Bible, and from other things. But they only know him as a good man. They only know him as a good teacher. Or maybe a prophet. But nothing more. To prove this point, I heard an illustration from Vody Bauckham. It said, if you were to Google the most expensive Christmas tree that was ever put up, there's this article that pops up, the 10 most expensive Christmas trees ever put up. The number one on the list, can you guess where it is? Where? DC, New York City, it's close. Washington, D.C., the capital, has a $1 million Christmas tree, but it's number six on the list. The most expensive Christmas tree that is put up is in Abu Dhabi, and it's $11.4 million. And it's not so much the tree that is so expensive, but it's the decorations they put on the tree. They put gold and silver, and they put watches and necklaces and all of this expensive jewelry on this tree, and it values $11.4 million. And do you know where Abu Dhabi is located? In a Muslim country. Who, if you confess Jesus as Lord they would burn you at the stake. You see, they're fine with celebrating Jesus. They're fine with talking about Jesus. They're fine with celebrating Christmas as long as you only refer to Him as a good man. You only refer to Him as a good teacher. But don't you dare refer to Him as Lord. This morning, I want us to look in our text and see the promise of Christmas that is fulfilled in Jesus as Lord and Savior of our life that was born to die for a sinful humanity. John chapter 1, verse 1. If you will stand to your feet in honor of the reading of God's Word. The Word of God says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. 
In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now move down to verse 9. It says, That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave them the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let us pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for this day and we thank you for this celebration and worship that we're able to give to you um, as you loving us so much, sending your one and only son, Jesus, to be the Lamb of God, to die for the sins of humanity. Lord, we pray now by the power of your spirit that you'll speak to our hearts from the word that you have for us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In Sunday school class, we're walking through the Gospel of John. It's going to be about six months of walking through the Gospel of John. And uh, so we've just started that journey together. And when we look at the Gospel of John, I absolutely love the account of the Christmas story from John. John gives us the most simple telling of the story of Christmas throughout all the Bible. In the Gospel of John, we don't see the shepherds or the angels, the wise men. We don't see Joseph or Mary. We don't see the manger scene or the heavenly host in the account of the story. He simply says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. Not that the characters are not important, because they are truly helpful. We're so thankful for Luke's account that tells us so much about what happened in that first Christmas in the manger. We're thankful for the characters. They do need to be talked about because we can learn a great deal about Jesus and what he's come to do here on this earth. They give us the earthly element of Christmas. But here in the Gospel of John, he gives us this heavenly element of Christmas. And I want you to know how powerful this most simple story really is for us as humanity. You see, the Word of God teaches us that because of our sin, we have been separated from a holy God. And now, because of our sin, we deserve death and the wrath of God for all of eternity. And there's, there's so many that don't fully understand this separation from us and God. You see, the sin in our life has caused us to be separated in such a way that we couldn't get to God if we wanted to. If we tried to, if we gave all that we possibly could in order to try to earn our way back to God, we would fail miserably. You see, the problem comes in when we try to compare ourselves to those around us. We might agree that we have sin in our life or maybe some things in our life that we're not truly proud of, but we're not as bad as the thief. We're not as bad as the murderer. We're not as bad as Hitler. So surely God won't be so hard on me. But what scripture teaches is, it doesn't matter if you're not a murderer. 
the smallest sin in our life, and we've all got sin, leaves the greatest distance between us and a holy, righteous, perfect God. Think of it this way. Like if we were both on the West Coast in San Diego, and we said, hey, we're going to swim to Hawaii. We're going to swim the ocean. We're going to get to Hawaii together. It's going to be so great when we get there. It's going to be warm, sunny, on the beaches, and we're going to swim and we're going to get there. How many of you know you might make it farther than me, or I might make it farther than you, but neither one of us is going to make it because the distance is too great, <laughs> right? You're, uh, we're going to get tired and drown. We're going to get ate by a shark or hit by a boat, but we're not making it to Hawaii swimming, <laughs> It's just no possible way because the distance is too great. Well, it's even greater when it comes to God Almighty and our sin. Because of our sin, it has placed a distance between us and a holy, righteous God that we could never get to Him no matter how hard we try. Because of our sins, we've been separated from a God and there's nothing we can do to get to God. But get this. Moments after the verse sin in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, just moments after God promises us one who would come, one who would come and conquer sin, conquer Satan, and conquer the separations that's between us and God because of sin. And this one who would come would come as the Prince of Peace, the source of peace, and he would offer peace for mankind who is sinful. You see, Christmas is the fulfillment of the promise that a Savior was born to die for a sinful humanity. Jesus is the life and light to all men, is what our text says. He is both fully God and fully man. And He and He alone can restore our broken relationship with God. He's more than just a good man. He is more than just a teacher or a prophet. And he deserves more than just admiration. He deserves more than just appreciation. He deserves more than our attention, but he deserves our full and total surrender and submission to him as Lord and God of our life. He is God, the promised Messiah, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Unfortunately, there are many today who have missed the point of Christmas. They made the point of Christmas many other things, whether it be friends and family or presents or the spirit of the season, which are all good things that God has given us to enjoy. They're all good things that God has given us to enjoy. But the true, see, the, the true purpose is to celebrate Jesus as Lord that was born for a sinful humanity, which sounds silly at first to think anyone would miss the point of Christmas. I mean, how? I mean, Christmas only exists because Jesus was born. How could someone miss that? But it's amazing how easily we miss things, isn't it? Tony Evans once shared this illustration about there was a man who was an alcoholic. And his friend was really concerned about him because of what it was doing to his life, what it was doing to his family, and he could see something bad coming up. 
And so he was trying to think, how am I going to get his attention? How am I going to help him get out of this? Because he didn't think he was an alcoholic. He, didn't, he said, I could stop anytime I wanted to. And, and so he was really concerned for his friend. And so he met his friend at the bar one day. And they're standing up there and he's drinking. And so he comes and he gets a glass of water, his friend does, who's concerned for him. He gets a glass of water. And then he gets a glass of alcohol, puts it right beside each other, and then he pulls out and he has these two worms. He puts one worm in the cup, glass of water, puts one worm in the glass of alcohol, and the worm that is in the water is just vibrant and moving and spinning and swimming, and he's alive. And the one that is in the alcohol, after he starts becoming slow and sluggish, and then he dies. And he looks over, the friend who's concerned looks over and says, what does that tell you? He said, if you drink enough alcohol, you don't have to worry about worms. He missed the point of the demonstration, right? Many today miss the point of Christmas that Jesus is not just another man, but he is fully God and fully man, and he was born to be the Messiah, the Lamb of God, that takes away the sins of the world. And there's no other point or reason to celebrate Christmas other than that. To be clear, we celebrate His birth, we celebrate His presence, we celebrate His glory. John says, the Word became flesh in verse 14. We learn in verse 1 that the Word, <laughs> that the word is referred to as Jesus, right? Alright, so Jesus is the Word. And here He's referring to the Word became flesh, is referring to the birth of Jesus. That God became man in human flesh. And so we celebrate His birth. The Word became flesh. This is the most important reality in human history. This is the most important essential truth in Christianity. Because unless God becomes a man, unless there is a perfect sacrifice, a man to die in our place for our sin, then there is no way of salvation. There is no way to get to God. So eternal God himself becoming man is something that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Secondly, we celebrate his presence. Notice the word became flesh. Secondly, and dwelt among us. That is, God became man and he came near. <laughs> he came near to us. Remember, God is in heaven and we can't get to God because he is holy and he is great. So God comes down to us in the form of his son, Jesus so that we can have access to Him. And so as Jesus comes, He lives the perfect life, He dies the death we deserve to die, and on the third day, He defeats victory, or He defeats Satan, death, and sin. And He goes to the right hand of the Father. But He tells them for Him to go is actually good because the Spirit will now come and live inside of those who believe in Him. So, Jesus is the very form of God, and now Jesus is the presence of God, ultimately. Now the Spirit of God lives in those who know Jesus as Lord and Savior. The same presence that was in Jesus is the same presence that was in the Spirit of God, is the same presence who lives in us for those who know Jesus. So we celebrate His birth, and we celebrate His presence, and then lastly, we celebrate His glory. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. 
This is the glory of God that Moses spoke about in Exodus 33, where he begged God, let me see your glory. He had saw a glimpse of God's glory, and he wanted more. Let me see your glory. And, and God says, you cannot see my glory and live. But what he did was he hid him in the rock and said, I'm going to pass by and you'll see my backside of my glory and my goodness and my grace. John is saying we beheld his glory. This is the same glory that belongs to God. The glory that we celebrate is his love, his goodness, his kindness, his compassion, his patience, all the attributes of God, his holiness, his just, his rightness, all of his attributes wrapped up in one is God's glory. Everything that God dwells in Jesus. And this Jesus dwells in us in the form of the Holy Spirit. So Christmas is God becoming a man, coming near to us so that we may experience his glory, his grace, and his salvation. For any and all who will repent of their sins and confess Jesus, Lord, and Savior of their life. For this is the promise of God fulfilled in Jesus at Christmas. So I pray this Christmas you don't just appreciate and admire Jesus, but you experience Jesus. For without Jesus, there's no hope, there's no joy, there's no life, there's no peace. For there's no other way to God but by Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for this time together in your house to open your word and to read the Christmas story through John's account. And Lord, we thank you for the promises that you've been made to us in the Old Testament. We thank you for the promises that were kept in New Testament, in Jesus. And Lord, as we celebrate on this day, Christmas, I pray that we may take one moment to become still before you, to worship you and thank you for your salvation, your goodness, and your grace. We thank you for this awesome opportunity to celebrate on this day, in this house, with this people. May you get the glory and honor you truly deserve. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you stand to your feet and we respond in a time of singing to the Lord. Stay.
Thank you so much for being with us on this Christmas day to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I got a few announcements for you and then we will be dismissed. Just a reminder about Gideon Bibles. If you would like to donate a Gideon Bible this Christmas season in memory of or honor of, please see uh, Bob Reynolds or Amos Anderson or Harold Story and they will help you uh, get that in the right place. Also, contribution envelopes, we have those available in, on the welcome table if you want to grab some. Um, the little rubber band package is 26 in those, and then the big box is 52 in those, depending on how you want to give. And also a reminder, when you give, make sure you put your name and the amount on the envelope if you want to have that recorded for your taxes at the end of the year. Also, Wednesday nights, we're not going to have any Wednesday night service until January the 11th. Um, so enjoy some family time, and then we'll start back then. Uh, there are some hard copies of our reading plan on the welcome table. If you would like to grab one of those, uh, grab one of those. And then we have a special happy anniversary uh, to Bob and Lucy Harris on December the 31st. Uh, so Bob is still recovering at home from his heart surgery. Be in prayer for him and Miss Lucy. But we're thankful for them and the work that God has done, their love for each other and their love for the Lord. And then also, we have a very special guest. we got a lot of special guests here today, but Brother Steve from East Marshall Baptist Church. We're so thankful to see him and his wife. Um, continue to pray for them as they are having their church restored and rebuilt from the tornado off of Cambridge Shores. God is doing a, a mighty work through them, so continue to remember them in prayer in the, in the days ahead as they recover from the tornado. But if you'll stand to your feet, we're going to be dismissed today. Thank you for being here to God's, in God's house for worship. Uh, if you need help getting your car or going to your car, uh, please let us know. We will have someone. Uh, don't, let, don't give Neil your keys to your car, okay? But we'll have someone that you can trust that will go and get that car and bring it to you if you need it or help you get to there. But thank you, Jack Marshall and Chris and those guys that helped getting the parking lot ready. You did an amazing job, uh, much better than I even thought we could do. So thank you guys for doing that. Um, and spending time getting it ready so we could worship the Lord today. It did an amazing job. But let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we will dismiss. Brother Steve, would you mind dismissing us in our closing prayer?